1: That means, yes, slow down. Uh, we're here for you, and we'd like for you to uh, stop and listen. We're listening to The Mystery of Parenthood, and we're here, uh, Trey Cashin, with his wife, Stephanie, Stephanie. <laughs> and with Thaddeus, and a special guest that we'll get to. Thaddeus, you're good? How you doing, Trey? I'm doing great. <laughs> All right, so um, let's begin with our prayer before we get to some fun.
2: name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, from you, every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life through your Son, Jesus Christ, born of woman, and through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity. Grant that every family on earth may become for each successive generation a true shrine of life and love. Grant that your grace may guide the thoughts and actions of husbands and wives for the good of their families and of all the families in the world. Grant that the young may find in the family solid support for their human dignity and for their growth in truth and love. And grant that love, strengthened by the grace of the sacrament of marriage, may prove mightier than all the weaknesses and trials through which our families sometimes pass. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that the church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in and through our families. We ask this of you, who is life, truth, and love, With the Son and the Holy Spirit, Holy Family of Nazareth. Pray Pray for us. St. John Paul II. Pray Pray for for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Well, okay. Trey and Stephanie, I was uh, given the use of your show last week. I spoke with uh, Adam Earhart. I think I used it responsibly. I think I made the show better, not worse. And so I'm here to turn the show back over to you. No, I tried to be a good and faithful servant. Oh, I'm sure we
1: you're awesome. You, I, you? I I guess
2: I don't think y'all would have listened to wanted to listen to Trey Hack for an hour.
1: <laughs> no, he was, was not feeling well. <laughs> not feeling good at all, and uh, would have been hard to. It's been that's kind of been the January that I've that we've had as a family. I don't mm. know stuff going around, but anyway um i'm glad you did that i actually need to listen to it because i know i could learn something (laughs) oh that you're too kind you're too kind i I really i enjoyed it thank you very much for the opportunity but (laughs) but, hey so today all you people out there we got one of our regulars uh dr sarah bartell all the way from out the west coast yeah yeah seattle seattle Seattle, washington and um sarah are you there
3: i am here so
1: (laughs) great
4: to be with you guys uh,
1: so excited that you're here and we're um Looking forward to the looking forward to the show, but before we get going, I know you got a lot going on. So just maybe you can update us for those who listen regularly. Then they'll um, be updated. And for those that don't know, you have many things going on. So. Uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> I try to keep it simple, but, you know. <laughs>
1: sometimes it's hard. Simple is still pretty busy. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh.
3: So I'm um, married and have five children from age of 16 through six months. And my husband and I run a marriage enrichment online ministry called Cana Feast uh, at canafeast.com. And then I have my own things on the side, too, at drsarahbarcel.com. Um, Sarah with an H, Bartel with one L, and currently <laughs> with that, I am focusing on organizing a conference this spring in my region, and we're going to focus on gender ideology and comprehensive sex education, which is this global movement that goes against everything we <laughs> believe as Catholics. So we're going to wow. highlight the mm-hmm. legislation that's pushing that in our state, and talk about pro-life things as well at this conference, and. Well, so my husband and I just finished uh, leading a marriage prep retreat this weekend, so that was a lot of fun. Oh, awesome! Wow. How many people
1: did you, did you? How how many people did you have that are involved?
3: We had fifteen beautiful couples
1: awesome. on our retreat,
3: and honestly, I feel like it was one of our best yet. The couples were just so open and receptive, and we this I think about the seventh or eighth time we've led this retreat. So we kind of you know we're, we're keeping it fresh. We changed up our content, but also built up experience oh, and confidence awesome. by yes. now. So, yeah. yeah.
2: That's wonderful. Wow. You do have a lot of things going on and, and we're going to tap into, tap into some of those in, in future shows. Um,
1: but today, so, but today we're going to talk about a thing because yes. we, because <laughs> Steph and I, uh, Steph and I have always laughed about the five love languages. I guess, is it Gary Chapman? Is Gary that Chapman. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll yes, go through it, but Gary we're going to talk Chapman. about th- that and how do we, how do we make that, um manifest in in our relationships and our families today and i think that'd be good practical and i mean St- Stephanie and i will take jabs at one another <laughs> <laughs> nice i can't wait for this i'm really excited about this part but uh but anyway um it, sarah so just for those people who maybe haven't read the book or or looked at it um can you give us what what are the five love languages and kind of lay it out for oh, us oh yeah
3: Absolutely, yeah. So the five love languages are uh, acts of service. That's one of them. Um, affirmation, so words, words with affirmation, touch, and uh, did I say acts of service already? Yes, acts of service. I'm sorry, no, that's okay. okay acts of service. <laughs> um, you know, what? I tried to pull it up so I wouldn't like freeze while. I, we're well, guess what? I beat you too.
2: you to gift giving. Qua- yeah, quality time.
3: Oh, quality. Time?
2: Yes, and my favorite gift giving. Gift giving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gift
1: giving.
2: See, that's
3: my least one. Uh,
1: <laughs> okay, so <laughs> me and Sarah, we're on. <laughs> but you know, I already when 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 gift giving is number five for me, and it's number one for your wife. That's Uh-oh. a <laughs> anyway it, it's not top of mind to me like oh let's get a gift <laughs> <laughs> nice. but anyway so how so how how have you seen it practically uh practically i'll tell you applied? when
0: it is top of mind for you i bet every time that you mess up though immediately you're thinking oh i get
1: a gift uh, better get uh, a gift <laughs> Oh man! It well, could
3: work in your favor. That's right. If you just stockpile a bunch of gifts, uh, the, and then you're ready every case.
1: <laughs> well, just so you just so you know, for all you people who wanna know, when when I first time she got me a planner, <laughs> when I was flipping through the planner at the back, it was there was a list of gifts like I didn't know, and it had gift ideas. Gift <laughs> ideas. No way. <laughs> like that she wrote in. That she, she wrote in. Yeah. Wrote she never in. told me they were there. I just like flipping through and <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trying to help a husband if out. If you get wanna it. get on my good side. <laughs> you might want to consider this. Uh, and other, and anyway, I love it. And the other and the other one was uh, was that she told me if it plugs in, it's not a gift. So, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> OK, uh,
0: she and, was trying to affirm you by putting that that list in there of the gifts. She oh, I know like,
1: she was. I know she Whoa. was. She's trying to help a brother out. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we, we just cause this is one of those things I think from we've been married 31 years. <sighs> but <laughs> happily, Yay. but the, but the, uh, but we always joke about we're like completely almost flip opposite. We meet right about three and touch. Think That's of all the funny. gifts you could have
0: gotten in that 31 years. Stephanie, that uh, You didn't get had because, this been around uh, longer. I don't yeah. need your help.
4: <laughs> 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 but
3: my husband and I are opposite too. His top love language is touch. And oh. that actually is my number five, <laughs> right oh, underneath. Wow.
4: Wow. Yeah, okay. but
3: knowing that, I've really worked on touch, and feel like I've made some progress. So you know, I'm more likely to to just pat him, you know, as I'm walking by, or when he like if I'm doing dishes and he walks by and gives me a little pat, I'm less likely to like freeze and stiffen and be like, "What?" Do you want? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll jump in here and say that, uh, and Robin, please correct me, call in if you're if you when you hear this or actually it's this is pre-recorded so when you hear this <laughs> slap me upside the head if I misspeak but she um she likes to be shown love by uh, affirmation she likes to Aww. she likes to give love away through service uh I like Aww. to show love for others through touch and I like to have affirmation
4: wow mm-hmm.
1: So Well, so I, so I guess we're talking to people that, that I don't, I, I assume everybody knows this, but but the issue is, is that there seems to be a rank order that everybody has, yeah. like what what they, you know, how they, I guess, give and receive.
2: Well, usually uh, the way, like you're number one, it, you know, how you want to receive is what I've understood is how you, you're, the primary ways that you like to receive love is how you naturally and easily give it. Mm. So, mm-hmm. like, for instance, in, in in our situation, mine is gift-giving. Well, that's his number five. That's not – for me to give him a gift is going to fall on just – Well,
1: know. I mean, I'm grateful. Yeah, it's, but
2: it's not but... – it doesn't speak his love language. It yeah. doesn't fill his love tank. Well, I love it, <laughs> but,
1: I, you know. But I guess that's what – so, Sarah, like, have you yeah, seen – Yeah, don't get me wrong. See, I this? would love
0: to, – touch from Robin, I, I mean, I'm not yeah. going to turn that aside. Well, no, I mean, it's, you
1: know, it's gradations of greatness, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh. How, so, have you seen it used, or how do you help? How do you help married couples or and families? You know, with when they get this information. I guess how would how would can people go online and take? Mm-hmm. take yeah, it? you can take the quiz. Yeah. It's free. oh, it
2: is.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm on the, the website, and they have a really beautifully designed five love languages website. But it, you know what? It really dovetails beautifully with our Catholic understanding of marriage as the heart of it is being a gift of self. Mm-hmm. Like right. you, we're supposed to be, you know, total gift of self to our spouse. And um, and so we can really make them feel that more effectively in a good way by understanding their love language and focusing our, our efforts in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting because we just saw an article recently, I think it was by Gary Chapman, and it said that, you know this was really revolutionary that he developed these this sort of um, you know this list and it became part of the common usage in culture. People talk about their their love language. but he noticed, and this is so funny and interesting and so indicative of human nature, I think he said when you usually see it referred to in the culture now, though, people are announcing to everyone else what their own love language is, which is that opposite point of what he was trying to make in the book, right? It's not about identifying your own so you can notify other people, you know, Mm -hmm. what your love language is Mm -hmm. and uh, so they can (laughs) speak that to you. It's supposed to be about finding out your your beloved, your spouse's love language so that you can be other-centered and focus on loving them in a way that might not be your natural way of communicating affection and love, but Mm -hmm. that really makes a difference for them. So it, I think that just you yeah. know, not highlight how we are. This yeah, really, it is. I think that wow. that is a
1: big change. I hadn't thought about that, but that 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 makes sense that everybody it has become a little bit more narcissistic <laughs> in the culture in terms of look at hey, look at me. What do I need? What what's in it for me? Um but but I think I think it is really important because time with the Catholic the Catholic understanding of, of that we should be giving totally of ourselves we should be conscious of why we're doing it It should be some sort of purposeful act um that we're engaged in this giving so we should be thinking about the other about the beloved and saying so i need to do a better job stephanie i'm sorry i mean well (laughs) please forgive me no i know no listen uh,
2: that's that that goes both ways because you get
1: lazy i think you get bit i don't know sir i mean i you i mean you've got Mm -hmm. five how many kids Five? five Yeah, five. five kids? Five. I mean, you. I mean, even with us, with some gone, it. I've noticed, in fact, Stephanie and I had this conversation the other day, like when something goes a little haywire or something unexpected happens, I tend to fly off and I'm starting to realize it's because I've got enough things out of order that when something that's supposed to be in order becomes disorder, <laughs> <laughs> that, that I tend it to, bothers it bothers me mm-hmm. at a heightened level, like really kind of out of what's proper. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And I've, that's something I've got to work on. But, but again, that's a conscious effort. So I think there's something about, you know, being want to hear what you say about us being aware and then actively choosing, even though it's not what naturally flows from you. Because for me, the natural flow is I lose my temper, I snap or whatever. I need to, I need to be aware that that's coming. And then I need to, because I'm a human being, I have control. Call on God's grace to do it and, and then make a decision For Steph, you know, me as a husband With regard to the love languages I need to think, because she really likes gifts So how can I Tap that, because I, I love her You know, but that yeah. That does not come naturally for me because I don't think that way. Yeah, I'm looking
0: at that list, what? Trey. I don't see having a having an outburst of anger as one of the love no, no. Because-
1: I, I was just making the point that I, <laughs> I knew it was a little bit. I tend to go off track if you haven't noticed. We've been we've had <laughs> I'm the show you, six. six. Just giving you a hard time. <laughs> no, I know, but I but I but my point was is that lots of times you have to actually confront the fact that this is not a the the thing that's naturally flowing out of you is the easiest thing, but it's probably not the best thing. Whether it's choosing how do you show your love to somebody or how do you vent something that you're anger. And I think that that's the challenge of being a human being. Yeah. And and from a Catholic perspective, that we are in charge of ourselves and we need God's grace, but we do have to think about what are we doing and why are we doing it. It needs to be other-centered, other-focused, I guess. What are your thoughts on that? And
3: I think, too, it really – Ties into just our classic Catholic philosophical and theological understanding of love. Love resides in the will. It's a choice. Yes, just right. To say it really simply, right? It's not just our feelings or our emotions or our affections. We know love is a choice. And so when you're talking about you know we we need to think about how we want to come across or or show affection or you know cultivate our virtues. That's it right there. It's making that decision to love, and and making a plan about it really like that's what we use our wills for as well as making plans and thinking ahead and making a decision. Um, you know, not just doing what comes easiest or, or most natural to us, but, um, you know, really being intentional.
1: Yeah, do you find, do focused, you find so. seem like a regular answer of most people's? Well, that's just the way I am. I mean, I, that's kind of mm-hmm. pretty standard. And in, And in, in when somebody says that, the, the what's expected of you is say oh, <laughs> therefore I have no reason to call you out on on that you know. Fortunately, I have a wife that says, "Trey, you got to deal with the way you're handling these things that fall out of order for you." And then I you know which I do, but 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 I think that there is a tendency in this culture now to to well that's just the way I am. So everybody's encouraged to do what's easiest for them because that's the way they are. But in fact that's probably not the best thing for you to do.
3: Yeah. And it takes a little bit of self-sacrifice, you know, even if it's just making a new habit or like I am, yeah, I kind of, I feel you tray on the fr- you know, frustrations when things are out of order. I get really, you know, it's, it. my natural tendency also is to not react <laughs> the way I'm proud of or want to when, you know, my house is messy or the kid's behavior or the schedule or something is just, you know, not, not making me feel peaceful, but, um, but like just really trying to choose like, okay, I guess what's important for me is like fulfilling my vocation and and showing my family that they're loved and and patience and all that. So it, it requires, you know, really a conversion. Right. And I think, I think what you're saying is right, that our culture like is all about celebrating us as we are now and not so much what previous generations really valued was Self-sacrifice, being a hero—you um, know, think of the, the Greatest Generation, and, and they weren't right. all about themselves. They're about how can I serve?
1: Right, they how wouldn't can I serve
3: a greater cause,
1: right? Yeah, they wouldn't have gone. They wouldn't have gone over and fought like they did. You know, uh, if they weren't thinking of other things, I thought about a, a lot. I watched The Patriot, you know, Mel Gibson with oh, with, yes. with my boys. I'm thinking, you know, these people know they're going. I mean, like they're entering a battle that they are almost certainly going to get killed. I mean. What drives a person to to do that? I mean, it's a good question to ask. It's a little bit off. One of the things that, I mean, it's a little bit off topic, but I tend to do that. But but, but one of the things that I, as you were talking, as you were talking, it popped into my head that, that often in Christian circles, there is this statement, which is totally true. God loves you the way you are. It, mm-hmm. But the, but the, the intention of somebody saying that is therefore you don't have to change anything. I mean, the, 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 oftentimes that's the cop out that's used is God loves you the way you are. So just stay the way you are. You have no need to change, but that's not really a Catholic understanding. I mean, it's, it is true that he loves us the, the way we are and a, and as ourselves. Right.
0: Yeah. I would add, there's a, world of difference between the classic adage of know thyself versus this is just how I am. Those are two completely different attitudes to, to oneself. Yeah. Knowing thyself is I, I understand these are my good points. These are my bad points. These are how I um, am easy to work with how I'm not, but this is just how I am is a, you know, it's take me or leave me. I'm not, I'm not doing anything different or changing anything.
1: Like, yes, no. And just the <coughs> fact well, and that, I think, yeah. go ahead,
2: Sarah. Oh no. Yeah. Stephanie, I want to hear
3: what you're saying. No,
2: Well, and just that we're always being called to conversion. We're always being called to, mm-hmm. to turn around and to turn away <laughs> and turn back, <laughs> you know, to the one who is ultimate love and, and self gift and sacrifice. Right. Um,
3: yeah. I was just going to say, I like how Matthew Kelly uses the language of becoming the best version oh, yeah. of yourself. Absolutely. Because I think that's what we're doing when we're growing in holiness and converting in an ongoing way. Like you were saying, Stephanie, that mm-hmm. you know, as we grow in virtue, um, you know, we really can change ourselves so that it does become more easy, ready, and natural for us to mm-hmm. make the better choice, make mm-hmm. the more virtuous choice. And I think that applies to these love languages as well, because I've found that with myself over the years, knowing that love, that touch is Nathan's number one love language. And I really did not grow up in a um, very touchy family. You know, we're not like that huggy or, you know, not like little affirming pats or whatnot. So it's was, and and it's not my, my personal natural inclination either. But I noticed, um, it is part of Nathan's family culture. I remember when his grandpa was alive, same thing. He would just come up and pat my shoulder and, you know, smile and, and it was different, but it's really nice. But I found over the years, like just consciously making that choice to do the same, you know, to try to pat, you know, put my hand on Nathan's shoulder when I'm looking at what he's looking at on the computer with him or something, you know, that, um, it has become more part of what I do now, and unless I'm really stressed,
1: <laughs> he can come
3: up and touch me, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and it goes well. Sometimes he'll be like, uh, okay, I see. I see. You need your bubble right now. not like, well, bigger and firmer. <laughs> we joke about that. But, okay, but
2: isn't it funny, though, that when you can have those conversations, because I'm totally thinking about when Trey and I were first married, we argued very differently. I need time to kind of get my thoughts together, you know, kind of settle down and not be hot headed so I don't pop off with something just stupid and mean. And he needed to talk right then, right there. Let's get it straightened out and everything's going to be good. As as the
1: show shows, I mean, I just talk, we just talk until we get to where we're (laughs) headed. (laughs) (laughs) So, but Uh, yeah.
2: So, I mean, so we literally, when we were first married, had to make a rule that, you know, if we were disagreeing about something, he had to give me, I love your term, the bubble, because that's really good. We just said space, but a bubble is really good because a bubble means you're on the (laughs) outside. Get out of my inside. Um, And Mm -hmm. but I couldn't go away for three hours. And, you know, that wasn't fair to him who needed almost immediate, you know, resolution so you know, we literally came up with a time. You, have, I have, I had thirty minutes that I could get in my bubble, and he would not follow me, talk to me. <laughs> she could, she she could always she could
1: call the second the second one if she needed an hour.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah, depending on the the level of yeah, no, but you know, so yeah, I mean, it's when you, um, when you identify, I think this is just another tool in a marital you know toolkit survival kit that when you. When you have, um, you know, these tools to understand one another and then want to respect and, you know, and love one another the way the other one feels love, it gives you sort of a common ground to start, you know, to start on, to start with differences and yeah. and similarities, you know, it's just.
3: I think it's it's very powerful and I think it's probably underutilized. Like, you know, I know I've worked on giving more touch and receiving more touch and I'm. And I know there's a lot, a lot more room for growth, but I remember when we were reading the Love Languages book, my husband and I um, you know, were swapping books and reading through it, and there's a story in there of a man, I believe it was, or maybe it's the wife, one of them saved their whole marriage just by under, figuring out the other one's love language and focusing on giving them love in that way without mm. even making a big announcement or saying anything. Just yep. making that behavior change completely turn the marriage around. I think that's yeah. pretty amazing.
1: And it's it's small. I have a, g- a good friend who who somebody challenged him the theology of the body that you need to do something with your body that you don't like that, that would be something that would really be appreciated by your wife. And so he said he himself, without saying anything, made a commitment that I'm gonna she's not gonna touch a dish for the next thirty days. I'm gonna oh, I, I hate that. I mean she's he said I hate doing dishes, but I'm for a month, not say a thing. I'm going to make sure that I always handle the dishes. And he said it completely, I mean, he, it was unexpected for him, but that small thing changed their marriage just because of that. So I think we're not talking about like total overhauls. I think that it's amazing what a little change, a little conscious effort, (laughs) a little sacrifice for the sake of the other Can have a, a much more profound Impact than you might think I mean I oh,
3: and just think That couple like they could have gone They could have spent a lot of money in marriage counseling Or <laughs> right. you know just run around doing a bunch of other Things that might not have made as powerful A difference as just that one Decision mm-hmm. that's amazing
1: which is just I mean It's so I, I just think I, I think that to encourage people out there I mean just pick one thing I mean the Hey, I, you know, it's, what is that? It's taken 10 or 15 minutes out of my day that I could be doing something that I'd rather be doing, but it's uh, relative to the day. It's a small thing. And he said, you know, what's funny is I actually it, it became something that I got better at. I mean, I, I never got where I loved it, but I mean, it became something that I was just used to doing. It was a habit. And, you know, so I'm not, it's not like an overhaul personality overhaul, or we got a Totally re- revamp you, Trey. It's just yeah. do that. But, to right. get, you know, and, and, and the focus on I'm going to do one thing for somebody else, and I'm not going to tell them I'm doing it. I'm just going to do it. Um, I like that. Challenge somebody to do that, a small thing, you know, mm-hmm. something that takes 10 minutes. I mean, I can think of a few things I need to do for Stephanie, but
3: <laughs> I'm thinking too. I'm like, you know, I think I'm going to take that challenge. I'll spend the next 30 days yeah. just, um, Give you more touch, more pats, and, and hugs to Nathan without telling him, and then I'll next show next time I'm on the show. I'll tell you how that experiment that's went. That's awesome. So, well, well, I I, I yeah. think that's
2: wonderful, and I am I'm, I'm gonna accept your challenge too, and prayerfully think Uh-oh. about some things that that uh, a thing I'm, I'm gonna do. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think we need to pick one thing because that's always a successful outcome usually. I hope there's you you a quid
1: pro quo attached to that for you, buddy. <laughs> well, no. so I, I like words of affirmation. And then when Stephanie starts giving me words of affirmation, 31 years later, I go, okay, what's up or stop that. <laughs>
4: <I'm> sorry, <laughs> well, I may pick another one. Uh,
1: okay, <laughs> how many, okay. How many gifts do I need to go? <laughs> right? okay. but, but, anyway, but what I like think, about this, go ahead. Know,
2: but that's what I, I mean. You know, Sarah, earlier you said, you know, um, you need a plan. I mean, we there's so much in our life that we take time. I mean, I, I, and I'm personally pointing the finger at myself, thinking about sitting down with my planner and, you know, scheduling this and scheduling that and making sure this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And yet we can't prayerfully take, you know, 10 or 15 minutes each morning to think, what can I do today for my spouse that is that's going to mm-hmm. that's going to love
1: him or her,
2: you know, that's going, that's going to really make them feel loved.
1: Um, and I guess that really goes for everything. I mean, even as, even you could do the same thing for, for your kids. too. Oh yeah, right? There's
2: a book for the kids too. Oh, yeah, because there, because I, there I is a lovely yes, book for kids. kids. Yeah, there is. Yeah, which I
3: haven't read it yet. I haven't yet. read it. Huh?
2: I haven't either. And I remember, I remember hearing something about it though. And there, there's a certain age where I think it's kind of, you know, it's hard Think to t- age five, five. That's okay. Yeah. That's, uh, that's my what... neighbor
3: just read it. Okay. And I'm exercising with her. So I told her, tell me your takeaways from the book when okay. we exercise. So I she, love it. she took notes and she, that was one of the things she told me was that up to age five, there's not necessarily like a specialization right. on one or the other. Um, but you give all of your kids, whatever age they are, all the love languages. Huh. And she said the younger they are, but though, like all the little kids, they need a lot of touch that that right. right across yeah. the board
1: but yeah. so yeah. Long, long time ago i you know I still would love to write this book but i but but i I talked about the idea of the liturgy of life and and I used the 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 idea of the sac of the church says that you know uh, talking about liturgy that it, full conscious and active participation, and I think it goes for 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 how you're living your life, I mean, you've got to fully invest in, okay, your spouse or whatever you're doing. It's got to be conscious. I mean, you actually have to think about <laughs> what are you doing and why are you doing it? Because I, I don't know about you, Sarah. I, I mean, I, is the same way. If you get really busy and let your time get away from you, if you're not conscious about it, you're, you're going to have plenty to do. I mean, it's not like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, and you can end it today and think I did something, but was I really conscious about it? Was I just responding, reacting to, to that? Mm -hmm. And that it does, it is active, meaning that you actually need to go do something. And I think that that's a good kind of framework to say on these love languages, you know, to pick one, find or discover what your spouse. Yeah. The the quiz is super easy. Um, it's and super easy online to discover that. And then, and then make a conscious effort to say, I am going to make this one little change, this one extra thing. That's not natural to me. doesn't just flow from me. I'm going to use my will and I'm going to use my brain and I am going to consciously choose to do that. Um, we, as, I mean, cause I know as I've gotten older with all the kids, it, your day can go away. I mean, it can oh, just yeah. disappear. You can like wake up and go, sure what the heck mm-hmm. happened?
2: <laughs> I think I've lost a few months. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> I think that's so right. Like if we're proactive and intentional about managing that, like what, what is my, what's my priority? What am I going to do today? Instead of what is this day going to do to
4: me?
1: Yeah. I mean, cause it, the stuff that, you know, the, and the, and you know, the thing is, is that things do happen. I mean, and that's why I don't like it. I've tried to like, compartmentalize and so when I know okay I've got these things that are going on when all of a sudden something occurs I don't remember what it was so it couldn't have been nearly as important as I was making it because I I went off the deep end on something but it was I was trying to analyze myself and I said you know what it's just I've got enough things that are that I'm struggling to kind of keep those balls up in the air and now something has been added to that equation that didn't need to be added because one of the kids did this, or one of the kids did that, or this Mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. And um, I just think that if you let your life just be a a reaction, then you're not really being fully human, right? I mean, if you're just reacting always, Mm -hmm. not ever being proactive, not ever engaging your mind and your will and saying, look, things change. I understand that. But I still have a responsibility, don't I, to attempt to be conscious about what I'm going to, am I going to will? And then I got to be, absolutely. yeah. I, anyway, my, what I'm thinking, I'm going to let Thaddeus share something because I think it will probably be a good, uh, in the last little bit here. Oh yeah. This is yeah. kind but, of
0: unexpected, uh, serendipity. <laughs> I was, um, the other night I was sending a, a quick message to my, my mother-in-law and thanking her for, taking two of our children over the last weekend and then coming up to be at my daughter's uh birthday party. She turned she turned 10 and uh Aww. be there to to help and and clean and she did so much laundry for us so I was just thanking her for that. And um my mother-in-law wrote me back and she said I love helping out whenever I can. And she said, it almost seems like I thrive on doing things that might help someone out a little. And she said, weird, I guess. And uh, I thought, man, this is a great opportunity to have a little, you know, interaction with her and maybe maybe, help her on down the road. And she's a good, very good Catholic lady, too, a very good person. And um, when she said that I thrive on doing things that might help someone out a little, I mean, that was not news to me. I. I know that yeah, yeah. about her. I know that that's her
3: you see that. love language, mm-hmm.
0: acts of service. So I just said, "Not weird at all. That's your love language." There's actually a really neat book on that that you probably would really enjoy. Would you like? I could order it for you if you want me to. And she said, "I didn't really think she was gonna like. I didn't. I didn't really know how she was gonna react." And she said, "Yeah. Why don't you get that for me? I. I think I would like to read it." So I was excited to to oh, get to have so that cool. little. Uh-huh. So and that was just this just this weekend and we didn't, <laughs> I didn't know we were going to talk about the love languages today. Hey, that's Providential, awesome. serendipitous, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. it's, it's neat to, to, I guess what I was excited about is because I knew just a little bit about this concept of the love languages, I was at least able immediately to tell someone else, no, that don't, that's not weird that, that you like to do that or that's how you, you get a thrill out of doing that or you feel, you know, fully alive when you do do things for other people. That's like how that's how God made you. <laughs>
4: yeah. And
0: you are you're in touch with yourself in that regard. So That's pretty cool. Keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah. And then hope ho- you know beautiful. hopefully you know hopefully this will maybe pitch some pennies into my in-laws marriage and help strengthen their marriage because maybe she'll get to gain maybe she'll gain some more insight about herself and about her, her mm-hmm. spouse and and mm-hmm. that'll help them. So it's neat to to be able to know about this concept and and put it on down the road like that.
1: Yeah. I, one of the things that, that you that just made me think is something that we always talk about and it, and I we usually talk about it with regard to your kids. And I would Sarah I want your take on this, but but what 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 you did there where you were consciously th- looking for that window opening, like for something that that kind of opens a a little crack into somebody and then you constantly let that opening happen and you entered into it. I mean, I know that when you're busy, I mean, when I'm busy and I, I see that crack, sometimes I like, okay, I'm I really, cause if I go in that, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I don't have time. time. To, it's going to yeah. take time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but the, but the reality is, is that that's the way we should be. We should be looking for those and you did a great job, by the way, uh, Thaddeus. But thank mm-hmm. you. But but what what do you think about that? Because we talked about parents need to be aware of with their kids when are they opening themselves vulnerable. That would go with anybody. you a coworker, a friend, um, a spouse, for sure. Um, anyway, have you ever th- thought about that, Sarah? Oh,
3: just I think you're right. You you notice you know when you you have a little window. Um, that you could follow up on. And I mean, I I think of that too, especially with my teenage daughters, They're ages 14 and 16 this year. Uh, And, you know, I have to really look for ways to share affection and, and um, help them know that they're loved because it's not the same as when they were little kids and we cuddle up on the couch and read stories together or, you know, or I'd, I'd praise their, their art projects or whatnot. Like it's, they're changing and the ways that we relate are changing. And so I do feel that too. I'm like kind of scanning our week and our our days and their personalities. You're like, okay, how can I connect with them? Because you know what I'm really feeling this year and it just really hit me is they're going to be gone before I know it. And they will. And I love them so much. And what memories are we going to build in these few yes. short years we've got left with them under this roof? So it's funny, you know, they're homeschooled and they use online programs. So I'm not really that involved anymore in their homeschooling. And something I decided to do so that we have more of that connection and build up memories is um, each week I take one or the other of them out to um, a coffee shop and just talk through their classes and, you know, how's this class going? How's, how do you like this online teacher? And, you know, are, are we up? Do we need to do anything to catch up in any of these? But it's, it makes it like special it's just me and them and we're out together out of my regular home environment where I will <laughs> be likely to put them off because I see I need to throw another load of laundry in the wash right
1: and but that and that is so
3: that's been a nice way
1: yeah. that's yeah. that's another thing is that ability to to extract yourself from because I've I, I'm the same way I know Stephanie's even if you're in the place where you've got all this other stuff on then you're always you have a hard time like focusing on the on the kid because the Mm -hmm. phone will ring or this'll happen or the buzzer will go off on the dryer or (laughs) stuff that reminds you of the stuff that, you know, you're not doing. And so sometimes to be able to extract yourself out of that, we used to have do a better job of like a date night with us. And then also on a regular basis, trying to do something with the kids. This is like, Sarah, this is like a really convicting show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we really got down. I was yeah.
3: thinking no, the same thing. It's like a <laughs> of show here. Yes. Yes. I was hey, I wanted to. I but, wanted
0: to also throw something else in there too. That um, my wife and I, we have used this idea of the love languages also um, to to help us kind of notice what the other person needs. In the moment, because some sometimes it's it's kind of a useful way of of categorizing uh, how you should respond and how you should be available to the other person in a given moment. Sometimes you know that ah. what my spouse needs right now is those words of affirmation. Sometimes now what she needs for me is to jump in and you know do the dishes and or do the give the kids a bath. Right now she needs that embrace. I can see that she's you know, exhausted after a long, a long day. Um, so I think it, it also kind of changes with the, the ups and downs of, of family life too. And it, and just having those little categories, I think has helped us to love one another better uh, in the moment. What do you, what do you think about that?
3: I think that's so smart. I mean, that's really wise because it gives you a little bit of a, a checklist or like an idea mm-hmm. bank, even maybe, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. just because, right? And when we're in the the moment and just doing our daily life sometimes it's hard to be creative and and figure out like, you know, what can I do or what can I give or what, what do they need?
0: And Robin is very, you know, she has, and then she has the freedom also to like, I could, you know, I get home and and she can say, I'm kind of touched out right now. And then I know, okay, I'm going to go over here and do some dishes. I think. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, But
2: like you said, it's it's a good, it's a, I mean, it's five things. Yeah. Gift giving quality time. Words of affirmation, acts of service, physical touch, and that pretty much encompasses mm-hmm. life. <laughs> right. kind of the entirety of what it, being yeah. human is yeah, kind of, it, yeah, yeah. And so to nature, body, yeah, so. but to be, I think that's being so conscious, to be aware. Uh, you know. It, you know, if, if dinner's boiling on the stove and there's kids, you know, in the bathroom, it's probably not physical touch time.
4: Right, probably not. <laughs> get on some acts of service here.
0: Maybe it's, it's physical touch time with the with that laundry. Is what physical touch it is? Get you get get some touch on that laundry, Thaddeus.
1: Okay. Man, I knew this was gonna be like this. I because uh, I think I mean I hope most people out there can because i i don't think this is the human experience it's not it's not i don't think there's any um i think people recognize this as being really the way it is because i know i just know as i'm sitting here thinking and all the things that i haven't done or shouldn't do or how can i make myself more conscious in terms of and more purposeful and kind of my choices about what do i do and and because I mean I really do sometimes feel particularly with the new job that i'm that it's just like I've got so much to do, I mean just blinders on, and then oops i got i forgot about that or i could i probably should have been there or <laughs> or whatever and and I need to step back is even as busy as it is it's not. That's not an excuse. It's like saying it's the way I am. It's or this is what I where I am. I think still think you we we can make a conscious decision to say, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do one thing different." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, There's um,
3: power in the one thing. Mm-hmm. Too. I do because it's, it's not it's so overwhelming. It's for our brains.
2: Oh right? yeah. Oh yes, especially busy brains. <laughs> well, and mm-hmm. and I think you know when we talk about this so much on this show that. You know, it's it's overwhelming. I mean, I know sometimes when I sit down to think of, you know, things that I'd like to change or things that I'd like to add into my schedule or whatnot, and even just putting three or four things down, they don't get done. It doesn't get done, and then you feel like, oh, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, so to to always just pick one thing to try to do and to try to be successful at, and then when you get in the habit of that, you know, then. Then maybe try to add something else or you know but to make something a habit um you know is how we just change ourselves one little one I mean, little that's the way that's the way like
1: i think we read a book back when we were homeschooling it was a benjamin franklin book on on virtues on how he, he yeah. acquired virtues and he did he'd focus on one thing yeah he kept it in his pocket good, and he'd do his good he'd yeah, do a he good his virtue in his examination pocket. <laughs> of you know not, not not but he really would he would he would look at times he'd failed and trying to achieve that virtue, and times mm-hmm. he didn't. He would every day he would get to the end. I'm like, yeah, he's got a little Catholic to him there. I mean, mm-hmm. He's he he wasn't, I don't think. But, <laughs> but but um but the fact that he so there's some wisdom here that I think the church has already kind of given us that we we can impact by just making a conscious decision. But we have to make that decision, and then we have to kind of measure ourselves against it, calling, I guess, on God's grace first and foremost, especially when it's a change, but but that we should go back and look, how did we do on that today? I mean, um, and if we did that like one thing for a month and you did that every month, there'd be 12 things that you maybe could have acquired during an entire year, as opposed to making a list of 12 things in January and smattering <laughs> around and then maybe at the end being exactly where you were at the beginning. I don't know. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't know. I, I think that I, I'm being challenged as we speak. I mean, Um, because I think that we need to be more conscious and purposeful. And I think the first thing that comes to my mind is I'm overwhelmed by all the things I need to change. And I think, like you said, Sarah, that the power of the one thing is is really important to remember. I don't have to um, change everything, but I can change a lot of things if I'll just focus on one thing for a period of time.
3: And that's what's amazing about the one thing is by focusing in one area to change. So for me, I'm going to be focusing on touching Nathan, tapping him on the back, you know, (laughs) and whatnot. Um, But with virtues, too, uh, Thaddeus, do you remember learning in grad school about the unity of the virtues? Like when you strengthen one virtue, Mm
4: -hmm, there's a ripple mm -hmm.
3: effect, and the other virtues all get strengthened, even though those aren't the ones you're focusing on. So hopefully by me focusing on, you know, being present to Touch Nathan's shoulder, et cetera, give hugs, hopefully that'll help with all you know other areas as well, and I'll just be thinking of him more and and saying better words to him anyway, and you know giving more access service and quality time and just sort of rippling out from focusing on that one thing
0: yeah, and I would say that I think that this conversation has been good for me that I get so focused with my children on um you know, like the discipline aspect, but mm-hmm. especially for the older ones who, the older three right now, I need to also start keeping in mind, okay, am I, am I loving them the right way? Like trying to start looking at what is their love language? How, how can they feel my or know my love the best way? Do they need acts of service for them? Do they want quality time? Do they need the words of affirmation? Do they just need a, more hugs every day? You know, I need, to, I need to keep that more in the front of, of my mind because I, I think about that with my spouse, but I haven't made that transition to, okay, now I have children who are old enough and getting complex enough in mm-hmm. their emotions and their psychology that I need to start thinking about this for yeah. them too.
3: How old are your older kids again, Tadia?
0: So they go 11, 10, 6, 3, and 6 months.
3: Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. We had babies in our family yes. right yeah. around the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Oh, that's really neat. Yeah, that's something I think about. Because like, a lot of my interactions with my older kids are... Oh, you know, they'll, they'll come into the room. Oh, hi, can you please clean that thing? Exactly. That? <laughs> exactly. Right? Yes. I to the think, Wait, did I make sure that they felt loved or are they just... <laughs> Am I just checking up on them and telling them to do chores all day? Oh, my God. Yeah. And, yes. and,
1: and I remember <laughs> I early on when we were pro- part of being conscious with our children, um, we used to say for every either negative or corrective thing we would say, we would have to come up with one. Po- find them doing something positive again. That was mm-hmm. a small thing, mm-hmm. but but so that they're not always getting yeah you know all well, that good stuff you did. That's what you're supposed to do. So just right. do it. You know, <laughs> take granted. <It's> <laughs> right, yeah. and then the and then the bad stuff you're always getting the negative. That's my you know? <laughs> modus operandi. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's it's easy. pretty typical. Yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, but again, that's conscious. I we're we're drawing about three minutes. About so. three minutes. Anything more you'd like to share? Or stuff you learned with. Uh, or you'd like to share with regard to the five love languages and this tied in a bow last <laughs> maybe two minutes Sarah
4: I think it's
3: good to know the words of affirmation that's also encouragement as well it's not just like you're good at this or I noticed you did that good thing mm-hmm. but it's just saying positive encouraging things we all need to hear that and mm-hmm. and the more we focus on that you know the less room there is for us to be critical I think it's just a good Good virtuous cycle or good feedback loop.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I would, I'm sorry, thought. jump in too on that. I think for men, the touch piece is good to remember that it's lots of different kinds of touch. It's not just sexual love, it's right. a back rub, it's holding hands, it's an embrace, you know.
1: Um, mm-hmm. I just things. love. I mean, we don't have time to talk about this, but the the thing that excites me most about this is it it just points to the fact that everybody's unique, every relationship is unique, and, and every individual is unique. Because it's there's things that I hear each of y'all saying. I'm like, I've never thought that, you know, because it's just not <laughs> who I am. But but then I don't hear people bringing up. So it kind of reveals if you are f- focused on this, the unique and unrepeatable yes. nature of every human that's there. It's mm-hmm. another good one. So yeah. mm-hmm. so I think
2: we've had a great, um, I think we all feel very, very challenged and hopefully encouraged and empowered to, to go out and really prayerfully consider. Um, and if you haven't taken the love language quiz, um, it's really fun, very easy, go online, it's free. Um, uh, you know, maybe decide to read the book together as a couple or whatnot, but, um, but to find out what your spouse's and your children's love language is to be more conscious of that and and to really try to um, practically and purposefully put that into your, into your marriage and family. And I'm going to um, do our memory verse. I, I've chosen during our conversation here, John 15, 12, and 13. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends perfect our spouse our children right. <laughs> self-sacrifice service. service yes and so um we've just enjoyed having sarah on the show sarah thank you for being here and um oh, just
3: thank you was yes so fun. yes
2: amen. we'll do it we'll do it again remember only god can help you take the mystery out of parenthood pray parent with a purpose and prepare for god to amaze you god bless pray for us we're praying for you amen